0: Hey there. Before we get to the episode, I just want to make one quick announcement. Uh, Since this is one of the first three episodes in our launch, we will be running a giveaway contest. We will be giving away one $20 Amazon gift card, one physical copy of the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and we will also be giving away a perfect goal-setting plan PDF for anybody who enters with their email address. It's super easy to enter to win. All you have to do is head over to studentbuiltstartups.com backslash giveaway, and you will be taken to our page on our website where the giveaway is located, and there are multiple ways you can enter, such as liking our Facebook page, joining our email list, sharing the contest with a friend, and many other options. This contest is how we're going to spread the word about the Student Built Startups podcast and the contest is only open for 10 days after this episode has launched. One more time, head over to studentbuiltstartups.com backslash giveaway, and I'll put the link in the show notes as well. I hope you enjoy the episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Student Built Startups podcast. Episode 2, Real Estate and Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Cameron Stone, entrepreneur and student at UMD. I interview student entrepreneurs to share their stories and business strategies. Today's guest will talk about real estate and real estate investing. He has been working in real estate for over six years and is in the top 1% of realtors in America. He will be sharing his story and how his education played a role in it. I encourage you to go to missionrealestategroup.com to find out more about him and his team. I'm excited to introduce to you Ben Peters. Ben, I'll have you start off by sharing uh, one crazy but true fact about yourself.
1: Crazy but true fact. I have been in 30 weddings, 25 as a groomsman, and I've officiated uh, five uh, from the pulpit. So actually, I'm the minister up there and uh, marrying people, so... Uh, yeah. So kind of crazy. I've been in 30 weddings.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's crazy. That's probably a, a big, uh, schedule, um, thing to plan out being traveling a lot. And
1: <laughs> yeah, a, a couple of them, uh, well, quite a few of them have been out of state and everything, but, um, yeah, it's, it, I, I, I explain it this way. I've been in 25 weddings. I've only been a best man once, so I'm a good friend, not a great friend. <laughs> that's how uh... I explain it.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I haven't ever been to a wedding before except for my my mom and stepdad. So, um Nice. Maybe someday I'll uh, be <laughs> well, able <I'm> to. Oh, I'm sure
1: <laughs> I'm sure I before I even got to college never been in a wedding whatsoever and it all started in college. So, okay. you've got you've got plenty of time. <laughs>
0: all right. <laughs> um so you are uh in the real estate business. So, if you could maybe uh inform the audience a little bit about being a realtor and kind of what's involved with that.
1: Totally. Totally. So, um, being a real estate agent, um, I, uh, basically help people buy and sell houses. Um, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people have no idea where to start, uh, when it comes to buying a house. And so I specialize, I work with a lot of first time home buyers, but I work with anybody and everybody. Um, I've worked up with a ton of, uh, move up home buyers. I've also done a lot of investing myself. And so I, it's kind of nice. I'm kind of a jack of all trades. I've worked with pretty much everything, but yeah, just help people buy and sell houses if you boil it down. (laughs) Okay,
0: cool. Yeah. Do you have kind of a favorite, um, area of real estate that you like most?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I personally love people who want to, Uh, a better, their life, uh, better, their life, uh, through real estate. And so this year I've helped. So the average real estate agent in Minnesota does about 10 transactions and that's full time real estate agents, Mm -hmm. about 10 to 11 transactions is the statistic this year I did 52. And so I'm a pretty high producing agent, but this year I helped, I believe it was six clients buy a house and get into a house where their payment is basically taken care of through investing basically. that's Um, and so, yeah, that's uh, I would say that's what I love because people come to me and say, hey, I want to better my life. I want to uh, I want to start investing early. And so um, helping them, I would say that's probably the most fun because then you get people who are just like, oh, my gosh, you helped us uh, get financially free, pay off a bunch of debt. And that's really, really rewarding for me.
0: OK, cool. That's awesome. Um could you maybe tell the audience a little bit about your education uh, and kind of what you have studied in order to become a realtor?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so from a legal standpoint, you don't, I don't even think, I think you do have to have a high school degree, but you don't have to have any type of college degree or okay. anything. Okay. Um, uh, in order to get your real estate license, it's just a 90 class hours and how it works in Minnesota. Um, it's a little different in every state, but how it works in Minnesota is it's three 30 hour classes. Uh, but it's pretty simple, pretty easy. And it's actually relatively cheap to get your real estate license. So a lot of people, there's a lot of people who get the real estate license.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, how has your education played a role in your, um, journey becoming a realtor?
1: Totally. Uh, so I went to college. I was w- one of those uh, I I don't want to say typical because everybody's a little bit different, but I had no idea what I wanted to do coming out of high school. And so I went to college, I got a business administration degree. Um, but, uh, for me, my education has helped me a lot because I'm not just an individual agent. Mm -hmm. I have now grown a team. I've got a team of four, uh, including me. So three others besides me and uh that business administration how to how to set up a business that general marketing that general follow up referrals all that kind of stuff i learned in college and so um i'm really glad i went to college and got that business admin degree is it necessary for what i do for work no but it definitely gave me a leg up compared to uh majority of real estate agents don't have a college degree yeah for sure what has been the most rewarding thing for you about being a realtor? Ooh, most rewarding thing. I just, I love helping people. Like that's, that's my passion. I just, however I can help somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, uh, it fuels me. I'm passionate about that. And so Uh, whenever somebody comes to me and says, Ben, you made this process so easy. Thank you for helping us. Um, it's actually, it's kind of interesting. I was just having this conversation with somebody on my team, Uh, real estate can be kind of a thankless job because if you do your job correctly, nothing goes wrong and people are like, Oh, okay, that was easy. But when things do go wrong, then it's like, Hey, what's going on? Why is this going wrong? Uh, and everything. So, uh, I pride myself when people come to me and was like, Ben, I've talked to my friends. They said, Oh, buying a house was such a headache and it was such a nightmare. And I didn't feel that at all with you. That's, that's probably the most reward, uh, one of the most rewarding.
0: So yeah, that's, that's awesome for sure. Those testimonials and, uh, kind of gratitude is a huge, um, rewarding aspect to, any sort of, um, entrepreneurial
1: job. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, that's definitely what's more, most rewarding for me.
0: What was your, uh, biggest fear about becoming a realtor and getting into the real estate business?
1: Yeah. Uh, the statistics are pretty terrible for people just getting into the business. Um, 80% of agents will not have their license in 24 months. So every two years, Eighty percent of agents uh, let their license lapse because they're not making enough money or whatever. So it's a really, really high turnover ratio. And so for me, I was like, okay, these first two years, I'm gonna grind. I'm gonna if I don't sleep, uh, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make this work. Uh, and so that was probably, probably one of the more nerve wracking things getting into real estate. Um, I would also say to Having a job that's so tied to economic indicators, there's a lot of people who are like, hey, what happens if the economy tanks and everything? I am of the belief I have built a business that will make it through a bad economy, but um, especially on the front end, everybody's like, oh, the market's really high right now. And every year I've been in real estate, people have told me <laughs> the market's going to crash, the market's going to crash, the market's going to crash, and it continues going up. And now, there will no doubt be a day that when the market does go down, um but uh but people will always have to buy and sell homes no matter what whether it's a good market whether it's a bad market cuz people are having kids people um uh people have kids go off to college they need to downsize so there will always be people who need to uh buy and sell homes no matter what the market is and that's that's what I've learned but uh definitely a lot of people telling me like oh you don't want to get into real estate for that reason but I'm glad I did
0: that's uh definitely a uh scary statistic that 80% of people don't have their license after, uh, how long was it? It was two two years, two years. Yeah. That's, that's a crazy statistic, but it's awesome that you've, uh, overcame that and came out successful on the other side. (laughs) Uh, what do you like most about working in real estate compared to just working a typical nine to five job?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So before I got into real estate, I was in the cold calling world, which is very corporate. I went into a big glass building, made my phone calls, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, what I hated about that job, I was good at it. Um, mm-hmm. for, for example, we had one campaign where I signed up 120 accounts. The guy next door to me only signed up 30, 30 accounts. I signed up 120. Um, he got paid more than me because he was at the company longer. And that is what pissed me off. I was like, hey, if I work hard, I want to get compensated for it. Yeah. And so for me, I I took a good hard look. After about six months in that cold calling job, I'm really glad I did the job because it taught me a ton of skills. I think everybody should have a cold calling job at some point and get <laughs> hung up on a bunch. Um, but after six months of that job, I was like, okay, what can I do that um, I won't be limited Um um, I won't be limited in my income if I try my hardest mm-hmm. and that those roads brought me to real estate. What's great is if I want to work harder, I'm going to get paid better. That's yep. what I, that's what I love about it. And there's literally limitless income potential, which was definitely a driver for me too.
0: All right. Yeah. I, uh, I totally agree with you that having a cold calling job can te- teach you some uh, valuable skills. It can teach you probably how to, how to accept failure and move on from that cause- I could only imagine the amount of times you get somebody hanging up on you.
1: <laughs> oh, if you can reframe failure where it's like, okay, if I fail, that means I'm closer to succeeding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you can
1: reframe that. That will help the most. And honestly, the other thing is learning to get to the point within 10 seconds, because if you don't get to the point <laughs> within 10 seconds, you are getting hung up on. And uh, at first it kind of hurt. But after a while, it's kind of like, oh, okay, I got hung up on. Sweet. Let's move on to that. <laughs> uh
0: huh. <laughs> so how do you uh personally continue your education in any any aspect
1: yeah so as a real estate agent we have to do 30 hours of continuing education that's approved through uh the state of minnesota and all it, uh, continuing education is is basically updating you on the rules the laws the regulations of the industry and s- stuff like that so automatically i have to do that for my job but um I am one who um one of my top strengths is excelling. I want to always make myself better and always be bettering myself. Um and so for me, I'm always reading at least a half hour, sometimes an hour a day, literally within my reach of my desk here. I've got four books that I'm in the middle of reading. Um uh, and so I'm I'm one that I'm I'm reading about real estate investing, I'm re- reading about uh client retention, I'm re- reading about referrals, Right now, I'm uh, reading uh, What Motivates Me. Kind of It teaches you about your motivations, and then that helps me um, lead better within my team because if I can make my business model motivate my team, the people who are on my team, they're going to stay with me long-term and all that kind of good stuff. So um, I am constantly reading. And then uh, because in real estate, I'm in my car all the time, I'm constantly listening to podcasts, uh, to audibles. I, about three years ago, I switched out. I was always listening to music in my car to audibles uh, because I'll sometimes be in the car three hours a day. And now I went from not getting anything out of those three hours to learning valuable information in those three hours. So um, that is definitely something that um, I do uh, to educate myself on a daily basis.
0: Okay, yeah, definitely taking advantage of those uh Extra time gaps where like driving and um, walking to and from places is definitely a great place to uh, listen to podcasts and read, or probably not <laughs> read books while you're driving, <laughs> just listening to audibles. Absolutely, <laughs> but uh, yeah, listening to audibles, yeah, um, but making better use of your time. Well, and there's in those just there's so
1: much content out there, you, you can find something that. Like if I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like, all right, this sucks. Move on to the next one. Like you can find anything. There's so many podcasts out there. So people are saying like, oh, I'm not interested. It's like, you're not looking hard enough.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like saying you don't like watching movies (laughs) and uh, everybody has a type of movie that they like. Totally. How have you built a a brand around your uh, real estate operations?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there's one of two ways you can kind of build real estate business. Traditionally, you are an agent on your own and that's it. Like you don't have anybody underneath you or anything like that. It gives you a little bit more freedom because you don't have to worry about training people, all that kind of stuff. Or you can build a team, uh, building the team. You have the downside of training people, people on your payroll, that type of stuff. But for me, I thought, okay, do I want to be a single agent or do I want to build a brand? I was like, I want to build a brand. First of all, I went on a sports missions trip my freshman year of college, and it absolutely changed my life. And so um, I love the sports missions aspect of, um, of missions because God did not give me the gift of building things well. Um, like if somebody's like, hey, build this, I'm g- like, don't, yeah, don't put a <laughs> hammer in my hand. Uh, but God gave me the gift of sports, and so I would rather go use my giftings um, to bring glory to him overseas and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so for me, I was like, okay, I want to build a business that can fund my passions overseas. So for me, I built Mission Real Estate Group, and that's my the name of my my team. We give 20% of profits to missions organizations. This oh, wow. year, actually 2019, uh, we gave $100,000 to missions organizations, and And so for me, like God has put a business head in my head or a business brain in my head. And uh, I was like, I want to find a way that I can fund the things that I'm passionate about. And so uh, I branded myself as Mission Real Estate Group. And I'm actually finding that a lot of my clients love that aspect. I'm finding um, I've won a couple listing appointments where they're like, hey, we're interviewing four other agents. And as soon as I say, hey, 20 percent of the profit of your sale here or buy side or whatever is going to go to a missions organization, people are like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I want to use you. And so um, I think it's important to build a brand. And that's why I went with the brand instead of uh, self, because then it's bigger than myself. And I can Mm -hmm. grow to a bunch of agents who all we can all give uh, that 20% mark uh, to missions.
0: Yeah, that's a great cause. And a definitely a great differentiator compared to some other uh, real estate options. I could definitely see how having a cause behind your uh, business like that can definitely bring you more clients.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing about, one thing about real estate is because it's so easy to get your license, you don't need a college degree. You just need a high school diploma. Um, there's a ton of people in real estate and everybody knows a real estate agent. If you ask somebody and they're like, oh, I don't know a real estate agent, they're lying to you. Everybody has a cousin <laughs> in the business. Everybody has an uncle, an aunt in the business, you know, whatever. And so to be able to differentiate yourself from just the Joe Schmo who's like, oh, yeah, I do this part time. Um, that is a big value add for my business.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Do you have any tips that you could provide college students who are maybe looking to find uh, housing off campus and kind of, Uh, A little bit of guidance for them.
1: Totally. Um, So one of two things. First thing is if you have a job in college, there's a chance you might be able to qualify for a loan. So it might not be a bad idea, especially if you're in the university, buy a house and rent out all the rooms. It's called house hacking. So basically, if you buy a four or five bedroom house, um, you can live in it for free because all your buddies are paying your mortgage. Um, now I understand a lot of people are out of state. They don't want to live there the rest of their life, all that good stuff. Um, if you're not wanting to buy a place, I am of the belief live as cheap as possible. Try and graduate college with as little debt as possible. Um, because debt is going to be the biggest detraction from your joy and happiness in the future, because I I know plenty of my clients who have student loan payments that are 1500 bucks a month, 1800 bucks a month. You can buy a very nice house for 1800 bucks a month. And so do what you can to graduate debt free. For example, when I went to college, I had a studio apartment. We had four dudes living in the studio apartment to keep our living expenses as low (laughs) as possible. I'm not going to lie. That place was grody. It was nasty, but my, uh, my rent was like 120 bucks a month. And so, uh, my goal was to graduate college with no debt. I didn't quite get there. Uh, mm-hmm. but I did everything I could. I, I worked a ton during the school year and I kept my, um, my expenses as low as possible uh, in order to graduate um, debt free. So if you're looking at housing, that's like, oh yeah, I can use my student loans to pay for housing. That's not a great idea. Um, do what you can in order to keep your expenses as low as possible.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's some great advice. And that's Shows some real dedication to living in a uh, a studio apartment with that many people.
1: <laughs> yeah, we had we had four bunk beds, and it was it, it, it was it, 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 the bathroom was the nastiest. I don't know how to did it, <laughs> but hey, it is what it is.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Um, so maybe we can switch a little bit to the topic of maybe real estate investing and talk about that for a little bit. Sure. Um, so do you need to be a realtor in order to invest in real estate?
1: Uh, no. And actually I work with a ton of real estate investors. Now I'm at a point in my business where I'm working with a lot. Um, majority of real estate investors don't have a real estate license. Number one. And number two, most realtors don't invest in real estate. Uh, which makes no sense to me. It's like working at a Ford dealership and driving a Chevy. It's like, you don't believe in your own product. So, uh, yeah. So you, do you have to have your license? Absolutely not, And the majority of investors don't have their license because it doesn't make financial sense for them to get their license.
0: What would be the first step someone should take when they are wanting to start getting involved in real estate investing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. First first things, first, educate yourself. Uh, I am of the belief find somebody who is successful in real estate. take them out to coffee, take them out to lunch, uh, and just start asking questions. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the, one of the best things you can do, you can read about it all you want, but at the end of the day, find out from somebody who's making it happen. I, I, I tell everybody I meet with, all my buyers, all my sellers, um, anybody who's interested, I said, hey, let's meet, let's talk about real estate investing. If I'm the agent for you, great. If I'm not, please just use an agent who has invested before, because there's a lot of people who are um, getting real estate investing advice from somebody who's never bought a real estate investment in their life. And mm-hmm. so get educated, buy some books, but I think mentorship is uh, a bigger deal than uh, reading and education. Mentorship is so much better than education.
0: Yeah, definitely. You can save yourself hundreds, if not thousands of hours from learning from other people's mistakes and successes Absolutely. rather than going out and figuring it out yourself. Absolutely. What is one common mistake that you see uh, people make when they're starting to get involved in real estate investing?
1: Um, I think, kind of to go to the, last, the previous answer, uh, honestly, buying from somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Or that would be number one, um, not getting the right information or the incorrect information. I would say number two, there's a lot of people who get analysis paralysis. Where they're like, oh, I have to read another book. Oh, I have to listen to another podcast. I've been in real estate six years now. I've met with some clients that I met with my first year in the business. And they still have not bought an investment property. Because they're like, oh, it's not quite right timing. Oh, it's not quite right timing. And I understand you have to have, you know, um, within real estate investing, you do have to have some capital and whatnot. Um, But if the reason you can't get into real estate is because of capital, totally understand. Buckle down and save. But if you have the capital and you're like, ah, I just wanna, I, I want to analyze a little bit more. I want to analyze a little bit more. That's the biggest, the biggest thing. The best thing you can do is get into the real estate market and have the market start working for you.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, "The best time to plant a tree was ten years ago. The second best time is today."
1: Yep, my dad, uh, he's a real estate investor. That's also how I kind of got into the business. Uh, one of his uh better lines that he uses is ready fire aim (laughs) he's like don't do all this aiming don't do all this aiming and then not ever actually fire go fire and then all right we'll we'll redirect if we need to
0: yeah that's another good way to look at it um what is one other tip that you can provide about investing in real estate
1: i grew up with a uh i grew up with a dad who kind of said hey this is the only way you can make money in real estate and so that's what i believed uh Once I got into the real estate game, there are so many ways to make money, so many ways to make money. You have to find a niche. And that's what I would actually suggest to you. If you're looking at real estate investing, find a niche. For example, my dad's niche is townhomes. There's a ton of real estate investors who hate townhomes because high association fees, it cuts into your profit margin. But what's important to my dad is he's a snowbird down in Florida. He doesn't have to worry about the outside stuff. So townhomes are perfect for him. I have other uh, investors who specialize in low income properties uh, where there's some of my real estate investors are like, oh, I don't want to deal with low income tenants. I would much rather deal with high income tenants who are going to treat it better. And I but then I I know lots of people who make money in all sorts of ways. So you can find your own niche. And I kind of say it this way. Buy your first investment property. You'll find what you like about it. You'll find what you don't like about it. And then from there, you can redirect. Um, It's really, really, really hard to lose a ton of money in real estate. You might, Mm -hmm. if you aren't smart about it, you might lose a little bit of money. But there's very rarely where it's like, oh my gosh, this is a total loss. We can't do anything about it.
0: Why is real estate investing the best way to invest?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Uh, Real estate investing, you make money four different ways. Okay, So when you purchase, um, I specialize in duplexes. I love duplexes in the Twin Cities area. I own five doors now. Um, Within within that, you make money five different ways. The way that everybody understands is, okay, you have a mortgage, and with a duplex, you're renting a top unit and a bottom unit or a side-by-side unit or whatever. So you have two units paying rent, and everybody knows the profit. So, hey, my duplex payment is $1,000 a month. I'm getting $2,000 a month in rent. I'm making a thousand bucks a month. That's what most people understand. Okay, that's how you make money in real estate. What people don't realize is the other three ways. Number one is the appreciation of the asset. So if I buy a duplex at $200,000 next year, it's probably worth more than two hundred thousand dollars. It's probably worth two hundred and ten two hundred and twenty depending on the market and all that good stuff. I bought a duplex at kind of the low time of this season within one year it went up by thirty thousand dollars and so it kind of depends but uh, so you have not only your income you know, you know your net income coming in from rent but you have the appreciation of the asset and then you have the depreciation on your taxes. This is what a lot of people don't understand is the depreciation on your taxes is. When you buy a duplex, uh, the IRS allows you to depreciate a certain amount every single year, and you can literally take that off of your taxes. So if you made $50,000 and on your duplex, you can depreciate $5,000, it looks to the IRS like you made $45,000. So it's almost like um, it's that extra income that people don't realize. So that's another big thing that people don't realize is the depreciation. Then the last thing is um, the principal pay down. You have a cash flowing asset in the previous example of my mortgage is $1,000 a month. My rent is $2,000 a month. Every month when you pay that $1,000 a month mortgage, it's paying that, that asset down. So if you bought the, the duplex at $100,000 every month, that $1,000, some of it does go to pay for interest, but some of it pays that principal down. So that $100,000 uh, duplex that you bought. Is now paid down to ninety nine thousand dollars after one month of uh, one month of that income. That's that principal pay down. Uh, what people don't realize is your tenants are paying down your principal, so that's not money out of your pocket. That's money getting put in your pocket every single month that people don't realize. Um, so that's that's the fourth way. Actually, if you want to call it the fifth way, uh, not only can you depreciate your um, your properties on your taxes, but You can also interest any interest paid to a mortgage is also a tax deductible expense. So when you're when your client when your tenants are paying down your principal and they're paying your interest on your payment, that interest can be then deducted from your taxes as well. Real estate almost always outperforms the stock market um, year over year, Uh, even in the past four years where we've had great, amazing stocks. Uh, real estate almost always outperforms them when you when you factor in those five ways of making money.
0: Yeah, that's some great value right there, and I can definitely see why real estate investing is the best option out there. Totally. Next, I have the fast five section. So there's five questions that I'm going to ask, and we're just going to go through them pretty quick. Perfect. So, what is the most valuable class or course that you have taken?
1: Um, I would uh, between two. Hopefully, that's okay yeah, if I yeah. if I say two answers. Uh-huh. Uh, first one, advanced marketing uh, back in college. Uh, it was by my favorite professor, and he would just give us at the beginning of the class, "Hey, hey, market this idea," and he would give us no parameters. Not like, "Hey, do it in a PowerPoint, do it in a paper," and, and so we had to come up with the best way to portray the information. There were no guidelines. That's one of the best things I ever did because. Now, in the real world, in the business world, where there are no parameters ever, I have to find the best way to portray that information. So I would say, uh, shout out to Professor Tibbetts. (laughs) He's great out at North Central University. Uh, Number two uh, most valuable class I've ever taken, it was actually a free class, uh, how to bring down your taxes legally. Um, It was a class that was offered by a a different brokerage. Uh, I got invited to it. And, uh, basically they say, Hey, there's loopholes. I'm going to say quote unquote loopholes in tax law, but it's, it's how people can bring down their taxes legally. You take advantage of those loopholes. Those loopholes are there for a reason. The minute, the, the federal government wants to give these loopholes to show, Hey, we want you to put your money in here. We want you to uh, put your money here. And so, um, uh, I love that because taxes will be your biggest expense in your lifetime by far, no matter what. And so if you can bring down your taxes, more money in your pocket for your business, for your family, for investing, all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, question number two, what is one book that you would recommend?
1: The pretty standard book for anybody who wants to get into real estate investing, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, it is absolutely amazing. If anybody has never read that book, they should absolutely read that book. I think it is necessary for everybody, even if you're not even thinking about real estate investing. It's definitely an amazing book that just helps you kind of reframe the way you look at life. Great.
0: Um, Question number three, what is one business tool that you would recommend?
1: I would probably say I, I do a lot on social media. Okay. And so if you if your business isn't on social media and you've got to do it correctly on social media, don't spam people. Um, provide value on social media. So I think that's, uh, that's my biggest uh, business tool that I would suggest to people. Hey, use social media and provide value and don't just spam people.
0: Yep, that's great advice. Um, how do you uh, plan out your schedule and keep uh, on track with everything you have going on?
1: Yeah. Um, So my third year in real estate, uh, my first two years, I kind of felt like a firefighter. I just constantly put out fires and I was like, over here, over here, over here, over here. I decided my third year in real estate, I was like, all right, I need to buckle down and be intentional with my day. And that's where my business took off. Um, So for me, it's very much, I have a I have a job. If I wanted to sleep until 10 a.m., nobody wants to do anything in real estate until 10 a.m. I could sleep until 10 a.m. if I wanted to. I get up at 5.30 every day and get my day started because for me, very first thing, I go to the gym. After that, come home, read a little bit, do some devos, and then I'm ready to start my day. Uh, but I'm usually in my office by 8.30 a.m., and then I start making the emails. I start making phone calls, all that good stuff. I am of the belief you will never get ahead in life if you don't have a daily mode of operation. Because when you have those rituals, you have those habits, that's where you get ahead. For me, I went from, I was probably in the top 10% of real estate agents my second year. My third year, I went into the top one half of 1% of real estate agents because of my daily habits. Find something that works for you, that is sustainable, that you puts you on the right track for success for your entire day.
0: And our last question for the Fast Five is, when do you feel most productive?
1: Uh, Mornings, 100% mornings. Um, I like being up early because nobody needs me. Again, in real estate, nobody really needs me until 10 a.m. so I can get all my stuff done. If I don't get my day started until 10 a.m., and if I want to do anything, I'm taking phone calls, I'm returning texts, returning emails. And it just I, I become that firefighter where I'm constantly putting out uh, fires. And so for me, it's mornings because I don't have to look at my phone because I know nobody needs me.
0: Yep, I'm the same way. I prefer uh, working on the important stuff in the morning as well. So Ben, you gave some great insights about being a realtor and real estate investing. Um, before we wrap up, if you could provide one main takeaway that you'd like the audience to walk away with.
1: Uh, I would say if you're interested in real estate investing or even being a realtor, jump into it. Uh, don't have analysis by paralysis. Uh, if you have any interest, go meet with somebody who's successful in it go meet with somebody who could potentially be a mentor and then just jump in. Uh, I'm going to give my dad's advice. Ready, fire aim.
0: There you go. Um, so where can we find more about you and your uh, real estate business?
1: Yeah. So uh, my team, uh, my real estate team, we're mission real estate group and we're at missionrealestategroup.com. You can find us on social media channels, uh, at mission real estate group, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. If you go on Facebook, there's another mission real estate group in Texas. We were there, there before, but anyway, make sure it's the Minnesota one. And, uh, if you want to follow uh, me personally, I'm Ben Peters 23, uh, I love the number 23. I was a big Michael Jordan fan. So,
0: All right, great. Uh, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm really glad to be able to share Ben's story with you guys. And thanks again for being on the show, Ben. Um, and thank you to everybody listening right now. I truly appreciate your support in my journey. And I encourage you to go hit that subscribe button and check out studentbuiltstartups.com. All of our content will be uploaded there and you can find out a little bit more about this podcast. Thanks again and I'll catch you on the next episode.